You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. Hello, my name is Joe. Welcome to today's show. I am so excited to talk to you today about five principles that you can share with your kids today. But here's the thing. If you're like, oh, I don't have kids, that's okay because you could actually benefit from these principles. Every year around school, we get a lot of questions about, hey, how do I help my kids have a better school year? Uh, Do I send them to bed earlier? Do I make them get up earlier? Do I make them a bigger breakfast? Do I inject them with human growth hormones? I'm kidding. That's only from football player parents. I'm kidding about that too. Uh, And I always share these five principles, whatever chance I get. This past week, I went through a situation that helped me remember these principles And I want to share them with you. Around my house, we call them the five life lessons. So they're good for your kids. They're good for you as an apparent of children. They're good for you if you don't have kids. If you're in your mid-20s, 30s, 40s, and you're just, you don't have kids, that's okay. This episode, I promise you, you will still benefit from these, putting these rules into your life. I think one of the problems that we have in our world is we want solutions that are simple and nearly 100% effective and and they don't exist. So these five life lessons are not guaranteed to change anything right away. They're not guaranteed to move your children uh, in the next 30 days from C students to A students. Although who gets C's in America anymore? Great inflation, right? We could talk about that another day. But I would encourage you to absolutely, positively share these with your children every chance that you get, all the time. Be on the lookout for where one of these rules would apply to something they're saying. It's that important. If it's in your own life, put them up around places. Memorize them. Put them on a 3 by 5 card and tape that to the mirror where you brush your teeth. Uh, to the steering wheel. I'm serious. That's how important these are because I really believe they cover all areas of life. Before I get into these, I do need to give credit where credit is due. These are not original with me. Uh, They originally were shared with me by a a friend and a fellow coach uh, years ago. We're talking a a long time ago, right around uh, probably 2000, 2001. And also from a mentor of mine, who has a great way of sharing it so that you remember it. I've synthesized them into these five rules, and I've been sharing the first four for almost 20 years with people, and over the last three or four years, I've added the fifth one. All right, let's jump on in. Rule number one, life's not fair. Get over it. I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to give you all five rules, and then we'll go back and talk about each one. How's that sound? See, that's the great thing about this. I don't know how that sounds to you, but that's what we're going to do. If you don't like it, let me know. Rule number two, life changes, adjust. Rule number three, life's tough, be tougher. Rule number four, life's short, make it count. Rule number five, if your life is going to matter, it has to be about more than you. Okay, let's go back and break them all down. Rule number one, life's not fair, get over it. I cannot tell you how many people bristle at this, including my own kids. But life isn't fair. This past week, something happened. Uh, I felt it was completely unfair. I felt it was wrong. It was a change. 
Uh, it made my life more difficult. It, it covered all of the first three rules. And the thing that I had to come back to was life isn't fair. Why am I expecting it to be fair? You see, the problem is if we expect our life to be fair, we'll constantly be disappointed. And I know people who are like, well, you know, I, I know it isn't fair, but can't we hope that it's fair? I, I guess you can hope that it's fair. But if you expect it to be fair and you spend time wailing and whining and complaining about the fact that it's not fair, you're going you're gonna to fall apart in all of the other rules. You won't be able to execute them and your life will end up just being there. It won't actually have done much. That's the point of this, right? So I talk to my kids. I say this to my six-year-old. Well, he's five right now. He'll be six in a few weeks. And my 16-year-old, I've said it to her her whole life. Life's not fair. Get over it. Another favorite saying that I have for my kids in this regard is fair is a place where you pay people to pet pigs. Do you see pigs anywhere? Life isn't fair. If you expect it to be fair, it will not work. It'll be more difficult for you. It'll be harder for you. And it will be more of a challenge than it needs to be. My wife and I talk about this regularly with clients. There's so many clients who are like, well, I had to drop our daughter off at driver's ed, so you have to pick her up. Well, I cooked supper last night, so you have to cook supper tonight. Well, I did the laundry, so you have to walk the dog. And they keep score. And while keeping score, they're trying to keep everything fair. And all they do is create more problems for their relationship. And here's the paradox. When you give up on life being fair, your relationships improve. Your relationships improve because your life improves. Because when you don't expect life to be fair, you don't stop when it isn't anymore, right? So many people, they stop moving forward because life isn't fair. And, and I get it. I'm a human. I, I, you know, when I face something that isn't fair, I'm like, I want to get away from this. In fact, not only do I want to get away from it, let's say it's, it's a program that we're running. I don't want to run the program anymore. If that's causing me an unfair amount of stress, right? But what does that mean? What is fair? Well, it's just not fair. Okay, you're right. It's not. Do you control life not being fair? No. So then what are you going to do about it? Remember way back when we talked about circle square, life being unfair is on your square. What you do with it's totally on your circle. And so many people stop because life isn't fair. That guy over there has more than me. That woman over there, she's prettier than me. That person got the job and I should have gotten it. So then get up. Okay, you got knocked down. Get up. Go do something. A number of years ago, I was talking to uh, a young man. I don't even remember his name. Uh, we were in a group of people who got together, and he was a wrestler at the University of Maryland. And we were talking about, I was coaching soccer at the time. I coached for about 14 years total. And uh, we, were, we were talking about the game the previous week, and I said it's, it's one of the few games where I've actually had a referee cost me a game. Like, like there's no... It's difficult to to replay the game in any way other than, you know, the referee cost the game. And I was kind of salty about it. And he looked at me and he said, well, have you ever had a referee give you a game? Like you ever won because a referee made a bad call that went in your favor? And I was like, yeah. He's like, well, then take this and move on. I thought that was good advice, right? Because the challenge there is do we, do we stop when life isn't fair in our favor? Right when you're speeding and you don't get caught, but there was a cop there 10 minutes before, you don't think about that much. Or when your kid has a good teacher, you might give that more thought than the speeding thing. Some people do, right? But your kids are going to have bad teachers. The idea that all teachers are good and altruistic is just foolish. 
Your kid is going to have bad teachers. Your kid is going to have teachers who have bad days. Your kid is going to have average teachers who do bad things. And I don't mean like the really bad things. I mean bad things in the room that are unfair. What are you going to do about it? You're going to have to teach you decide, are you going to fight every battle for your kids? Are you going to tell them to fight every battle? Or are you going to teach them principles? And one of those principles that I would encourage you to teach them is life's not fair. Get over it. Life just isn't fair. You're going to have a teacher that punishes the whole room because of one kid. That's the dumbest response I can think of, but it happens all the time. So when my kids talk about it, life's not fair. Get over it. And by getting over it, we don't mean that we ignore it. We just accept it and then we move on, right? So you accept that life's not fair and then you figure out how do I move forward? How do I continue forward? What's the next step that I need to take? How do I continue to move towards my goals in the face of whatever this unfair thing is that happened? That's the principle you teach your kids. That's the principle you learn. If you are, no, you don't have kids. I'm telling you, I've never met an individual that this doesn't apply to because there is multitudes of opportunities to understand and express and realize how unfair life is for everyone. We all have the opportunity to realize, man, life just is not fair. What am I going to do with that? Right? Because like so many people, they just stop moving forward they sit there and they wallow in their own self-misery about how unfair life is seriously i truly believe like just this week i truly believe i was wronged but so what what am i going to do about it how am i going to move forward and improve my life improve the opportunities of life for my family for my business for the families in my business how am i going to do those things i heard about a devoted man who died on the day he was supposed to be married. Meanwhile, non-devoted men, men who are very loose in their application of their morals, live to be a hundred. Life's not fair. One of my favorite ancient writers uh, consistently writes how he finds life unfair, uh, and he's railing at his God, and he's like, how long will the wicked prosper? How long will life be unfair? And always at the end, he comes back around to, nevertheless, I have to do what's right. Right? Because that's where when we don't accept that life's unfair, we give ourselves excuses to act poorly, whether it's just hiding in our room, running away from problems, mistreating other people, or really doing something stupid. Like it's okay to steal because you're poor. It's okay to run the printer at work in ways that it's not supposed to be run because somebody else is paying for that and they have more money than you do. It's okay for your child to steal the classmate's pencil because their parents have money and you don't. Like, I've seriously had parents tell me that. I'm not making that up. It's okay that my kid took this stuff from their classmate because we're poor and they're wealthy. I mean, that's not exactly the words that they used, but that's the words they used. That's the gist of what they said. As long as we allow the unfairness of life to dictate our actions, we'll never truly be free. Because freedom comes when you say, I will make my decisions based on my will, not on the things that act upon it. So rule number one, life's not fair. Get over it. If you bristle at that, that's awesome. Uh, If you disagree, send me an email. I'd love to hear about it. Rule number two, life changes, adjusts. One of the things that we all hate, myself included, is change. I hate change. I hate having to deal with it. 
I like order. My wife makes fun of me. I am a simple guy. I like plain bagels toasted with plain cream cheese or everything bagels toasted with plain cream cheese. I don't like all the highfalutin stuff in between. That's it. I get the same things at this. When we go to the same restaurants, I get the same things. I, I would vacation probably the same spots every year. I don't embrace change like I should. And I know I'm not the only one life changes. We have to adjust. One of the reasons we don't adjust is because we want life to be fair, right? You'll see how these rules build. And so you're at work and they change how something's done. That's it. I'm quitting. Now, a lot of people don't quit because the economy doesn't support it. Although right now we've got more jobs than people I'm told. I don't know if that's true or not, but right. Uh, you, you want to see something that actually highly illustrates how much we hate change. Facebook. Now, I don't remember. I don't feel like Facebook's made any changes recently. I don't know that for sure. But I know for a while there, it was like they were making changes every six days. And people were just flipping out. I don't want change. I don't want Facebook to change. When Starbucks changed its free coffee program to instead of being a purchase, it was stars per a dollar or something. I don't remember exactly how they did it. People are flipping out. It's a free rewards program that they don't have to give you. And you're flipping out because they're changing. Absolutely. Because we like certainty. We like the false security that we believe certainty gives us. We like everything to be the same. And at the same time, we hate things that are sometimes the same, right? Because if we can't embrace that life changes and we have to adjust around it, what happens is, is we can get stuck in a pattern of life that we don't like. I cannot tell you how many people I sit in the room with and they despise, hate, cannot stand their lives. And they refuse to make changes because they hate change more than they hate their life. And so they're stuck. You know, someone once said that people change when the pain of not changing is greater than the perceived pain of changing. I I think there's a lot of truth to that. Of course, it's a truism. There's, There's another quippy saying about truisms that I don't quite remember right now. But if you want to have a life that you are proud of when you're done, you're going to have to embrace the fact that life changes and you have to adjust. This event this past week that I felt was unfair, that I felt was difficult, it's a change and I have to embrace that. In fact, what's funny is the longer I get away from any event like that, the more I'm like, okay, it's just a change. We'll adjust and we'll move forward because life changes. Adjust. Your student thinks they're going to have Mrs. So-and-so who's the greatest teacher in the world. And then suddenly they have Mr. So-and-so who nobody likes. Life changes. Adjust. You think you're doing a good job training the people in your department and your boss comes and says, Hey, I know you've been teaching them that because we told you to teach them that, but now we want you to teach them this. Life changes. Adjust. You thought you could rely on this person and you couldn't. Life changes. Adjust. My wife and I went to a Kenny Chesney concert a few weeks ago, and one of the singers was Thomas uh, Rhett Atkins. Uh, I think he goes by Thomas Rhett. He does go by Thomas Rhett as a singer. And one of his songs is Life Changes. I can't play it for you here because it would be illegal. I'd have to pay him money, I think. But look it up. Uh... Now he should pay me money because I'm advertising for him. But seriously, look up the song Life Changes by Thomas Rhett. You tell God your plans and you hear him laughing. Life changes. The one constant thing that we have is that life changes. And we have to adjust. We have to adjust to it 
or we'll be stuck. We, we will be stuck back wondering how we move forward because we'll have to hide from the change. The one guarantee we have is that life changes. Your life will change, the events in it will change, and you'll need to adjust. Life changes, adjust. Adjust, adjust, adjust. That's rule number two. Rule number three, life's tough, be tougher. This is one of the things that I think we are just failing those that are coming behind us in society. We are not raising tough people anymore. We need to do this. Life's tough, be tougher. So many people, when life gets tough, they quit. My daughter took driver's ed this week. I don't have her permission to share this story, but I hope she doesn't mind. Uh, she was uh, driving for the first time. Like they go, they go to class for a day. Essentially, they have two four-hour classes, and then or two two-hour classes. It's not a lot of time. And then they put them in a car, and they drive out on the open road. Now, I grew up driving like on a farm, so I drove, drove trucks on a farm. I drove tractors. She's driven our yard mower tractor before. And my wife's truck uh, in a very small parking lot for like a total of 10 minutes before. Her first drive, she felt, didn't go very well. The instructor felt that it went about as good as anyone's first drive goes. Now, one of the things that this school has done is it has drilled into the students' heads how easily they can die in driving. A lot of benefits to that. One of the negatives to that is it's increased her anxiety about driving, about messing up. So the next day I'm taking her back to driver's ed and, and we're driving. And I said to her, I said, how's your anxiety coming? And she said, it's fine right now. I don't have to think about it. I'm not there. As she teared up a little bit. And I told her, I said, you got to find a way to understand the, the anxiety, the fear, to see it, to hold on to it and move it aside and do what you want to do. This won't even be close to the biggest thing you want to do in life that has dire consequences. There will be many things in your life that will be very difficult, that will have really big consequences, that will cause you anxiety, that will be tough. You have to find a way to be tougher. She jokingly said, because she is my personality, she said to me, so what you're saying is I should have just stayed 14. And I laughed and she laughed. Life's tough. It's hard. It's difficult. I don't care what you do. My wife and I laugh when people say to us, we want your marriage. No, you don't because you don't want to have gone through the hard things that we've gone through. You don't want to go through the pain that we have sat in together. You don't want to go through the difficult conversations that have lasted for weeks, days, months, off and on. You don't want to go through the embarrassment of having to go back and say, man, I really screwed up. I am sorry. Will you please forgive me? Because if you wanted to be like us, you could do those things. We're not, we, we don't have this magical relationship. Or when people, they used to, they don't so much anymore. They used to come and say, hey, I want to I wanna have a practice like you do. Awesome. You got to be the first one in, the last one out. You got to work harder than anybody else. Man, I don't know about that. That's kind of hard. Yeah, it is. Because life's tough. Be tougher. Right? What are you going to do? Right? As we think about school, when I talk to this with parents about school, what are you going to do when you get the bad teacher? You're going to pull them out? Sometimes that's necessary. But most of the time, it is better for your child's long-term development if you make them stay and overcome. Teach them how to be tough. What are you going to do when your kid has worked really hard to make a team and they don't, or they end up on the JV or the B team or the C team? For a brief second, I flirted with coaching again. I was talking to a friend of mine who had coached uh, some kids and uh, he coaches in a club uh, uh, environment 
And so they have C team, B team, A team, and a kid that he had coached for quite a while, wanted to play on the A team, ended up on the C team, and the mother just wrote vile emails, pulled the kid out, said terrible things over a stinking soccer game. Life's tough. Be tougher. I always kind of laugh when people tell me, oh, I got to work so much. Oh, that's too bad. I, I've been there. There's lots of times. When I went to grad school, I had three children. I worked for 57 straight days one year. Seriously, 57 straight days, I had at least an eight-hour shift. Most of those days, I had more than eight hours. And it's okay. I'm not saying that. Like, I don't want you to be like, oh, Joe, you're, it's just life's tough. We have to be tougher. My wife went to undergraduate school, finished that up, and started graduate school at the same time, right? So there's an overlap there while she was getting ready to give birth to our son. Life's tough. Be tougher. I was talking to the director of a counseling program about three weeks ago, and I said, hey, you know, what do you see about the changes since I was in the program, since I was, you know, actually probably longer than three weeks ago, probably a couple months ago. What's the difference that you see in the last few years? And one of the things is, is that uh, I was told is one of the big differences is the students coming in can't handle the same type of stress that other people used to handle. And I know, like, this is not millennial bashing, all right? This is just we got to be tough. If, if they're not told, hey, you did these five things great, but this one thing wrong, they're upset. That's not tough. If your son gets criticism from his teacher this year, teach him to find the truth in it. That's helping him be tough. Certainly, teach him to sort out, ah, you know what, you don't have to agree with that. Because the life that they're in right now, if you were doing it right, should be some of the easiest life that they have, and it's the safest and best time to teach them to be tough. Marriages that are good have two people who embrace this idea that life is tough. Marriage is tough. Be tougher. Get back up. An ancient writer once wrote that a, a person can get knocked down seven times and get up yet an eighth. In other words, keep getting up. That's what toughness is. Life's not fair. Get over it. Life changes adjust. Life's tough. Be tougher. Rules four and five go together. Life's short. Make it count. If your life's going to matter, it has to be about more than you. So our lives are short. I don't care if you live to be 100. It flies by. Kenny Chesney. I've been on a country music uh, kick lately. In these podcasts, I'm always on a country music kick probably when I'm listening to music. He has a song, Don't Blink. At one minute, you're six. Taking a nap, the next minute you blink and you're in 25. And then you're 50 and your wife's dying. Or your wife of 50 years is dying. Sorry, Kenny. Life is short. Make it count. How much of our time do we waste in our life because we're not tough? So we go hide in a video game. We go hide in pornography. We go hide in a fair. We go hide in a fantasy life about how much better our life would be if we just abandoned the life that we have. How much of our life is wasted because we don't embrace change? How much of our life is wasted because it's just so hard and it shouldn't be this hard? Social media is a beautiful thing. You get to watch people's life and you get to watch what they want you to think about their life and if you have any training at all, you get to see what their life is really like, right? So I have some social media friends who have gone through relationship after relationship after relationship after relationship, gotten married, got divorced, uh, 
in love with the guy that they left their husband for. And they're always putting it out on, on, on social media how great this new relationship is until it ends. And they're wasting their life because they refuse to deal with the core issue that's causing them to pick the same guy over and over again. And so they're going to spend this really short life on wasted endeavors. Uh, are you the parent that's always making excuses for your son? The football coach cuts him. It's because the football coach doesn't like him. The chess coach cut her because, or, or the chess coach didn't let your daughter play in the, the most important round. Well, it's because he's biased against women. I can't tell you how many people who are in their 30s and their mother still calls our office to make the appointment. At 30, your life is a third of the way done. Probably. Maybe more. And you're wasting it. You're, you're looking at porn 10 hours a week. You're playing 40 hours of video games. You're going to the bar and just getting hammered. You're not doing things that matter. Do hard things is like this hashtag. Oh, that we would embrace that as a society. Oh man, I'd love to go back to school, but I don't have time. You know what I tell people when they say that? You have time for the things that you want to have time for, period. No, Joe, that's not true. Yes, it is. People do what they want to do when they want to do it, period. Well, no, I don't want to go to work. Yes, you do, or you wouldn't go. You want the benefit of going to work. You want to be able to pay your bills. Oh, I just hate money. Okay, live without it then. Well, I can't. Society won't let me. Okay, then embrace that truth and go do something. Seriously, go do something. I can't beg you enough. Please go do something. Your life is so short. I love to think about other people when I'm going on vacation or even today. Like, okay, so we went on a vacation this summer. We went on a cruise. I wonder about the people that are boarding right now today because the day that I'm recording this is a Sunday. Our cruise boarded on a Sunday. It, it disembarked on a Sunday. Because, man, that vacation... Snap your fingers and it's over. It's gone. Like trying to just slow down and enjoy every minute. Or what about the people that died 50 years ago today? People that were born 100 years ago today. Do you ever wonder about their lives? What about the people? What were they doing? What about how, who did they impact? Who did they affect? How short did they feel their lives were? Have you ever wondered about the people who die and it certainly seems like they wasted their life? What, what are those final moments like? I don't want that for my life. I don't want that for your life. I want us to do things that matter. Life is short, make it count. Now here's the thing, if your life's going to count, if your life's going to matter, it has to be about more than you. One of the reasons we struggle with all the other rules is because we are selfish as a society. In fact, we've gotten to the place where selfishness is considered self-care. It's ridiculous. We raise kids to believe that they're the center of their universe and then we were, we're just shocked when they become little stinkers as adults. You cannot be selfish and have a life that matters. You can't. I see this as a difference between good therapists and bad therapists. Good therapists, their life is about more than just them. It's about their clients. It's about other people. Good business people, their life is about more than just them. It's about the families that they feed. If your decisions are all about you, you're going to lose. Now, you can argue with me. It's okay. We can agree to disagree, and you can be wrong. The things in life that matter are not things. It's how we impact people. It's how we move people around us. So another one of my daughters has a situation at school where she's been a classmate of one particular person for years, I think since kindergarten. So eight years. And this person 
has has caused her pain. This person has caused her emotional pain, uh, social pain, if you will. And we were talking about it. We went on a daddy-daughter date this past week or two weeks ago now. And we were talking about, actually it was this past week. We were talking about what does it mean to, to offer her friendship and at the same time have boundaries, right? Because my daughter was like, you know, I don't know how to handle this. I kind of just want to walk away from her, which sometimes that's the appropriate choice. You have to cut toxic people out of your life. But if her life's not going to be just about her, she has to give some serious thought to the idea about how do I offer hope to the people around me? How do I offer kindness and love and at the same time have boundaries? That can be excruciatingly difficult. But if her life's going to matter, it's going to have to be about more than her. All right, life's not fair. Get over it. Life changes, adjust. Life's tough. Be tougher. Life's short. Make it count. If your life is going to matter, it has to be about more than you. Five rules. Teach them to people. Learn them. Share them. I'm telling you, if you can take these five principles and make them part of your lifeblood, part of your DNA, you will see changes in your life. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. Give us a rating on the iTunes store. And if you have a question for a future show, feel free to send us an email at info at You can also go to joemartino.com and click on the Contact Me page. Until next time, remember, change possible.